0: It's Deep Focus. It's October 9th, 2023. Matthew Ship is in the studio with me and we are digging into some live Albert Eiler. I hope you love it. If you haven't heard part one, might want to listen to that first. But otherwise, here we go.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: The unfinished chores of yesterday We set about to find our way We always finish and begin We go through life until the end. And here are the things in life, seeking to find an answer day and night, always studying and planning to make a profit, and in the end we sometimes wonder if it's worth it. Bye.
0: Albert Eiler performing at the Fondation Mag in Saint-Paul-de-Vence, south of France, July of 1970, uh, July 27th, and this his last recorded performance, uh, maybe the last performance that he did, and it's a topic of tonight's Deep Focus with my guest, Matthew Shipp. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. And uh, we're playing now from the second of two nights. Our pianist Cal Cobb's has joined the band, and he's definitely uh, shape shifting the music.
3: Oh, there's a charm to it. Oh, I'm yes.
0: not knocking it. Right? Yeah, it's definitely a charm. I mean,
3: Eiler is again not really a piano friendly type of sax player, as we talked about earlier, and and, and you know. He has to follow the cadences of of, of the piano, and, and you know, part of him wants to just break in the stratosphere and be free, but but then it has his charm to it also. So,
0: and he he's really very interesting player in this context. He does not avoid the <laughs> the cliches and the cadences, and uh, yeah. he, he's he goes right there.
3: Well, that's who he is. So
0: yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, there must have been um, something, Albert Eiler, You talk about him reaching for something, reaching for sound, reaching for into that concept, and it's it's in its full flower here.
3: Right. Um. It, I would it would have been great if he ever had done a solo sax album, because his his ability with Marty phonics and overtones is so intense that if he really um it's too bad that there's not even that i know of a 20 minute cut somewhere of him just completely solo tenor because that would have been really incredible um just with his command of of this of the horn and his command of what can be done
0: on and off the horn um, yeah what might that sound like you know it's interesting uh kind of you mentioned Sonny Rollins early on. Right. And uh, I don't know. For me, the more I listen, the more association I hear between those two. There's more uh, conventionally people talk about Coltrane in relation to him. But when you talk about his solo performance, it kind of calls that to mind and, and some of the ways that he's pushing into his.
3: Right. As I said earlier, I think on an early hour, there's a smidgen, a very small degree of, of- Sonny Roll. I mean, I I hear that he was familiar with him. That does, I mean, um, but um,
0: I don't think they're similar. I'm just right. like when you know, yeah, I could I could I could picture in the same way that Sonny would do those cadenzas and uh, did actually record some solo stuff. Right.
3: Well, they 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 both have a bigger than life um, relationship with the tenor. I mean, they both are real. Uh, David S. Ware used to call it that tenor ego he used to always say you know man there's that tenor ego it's a big thing that tenor ego is something else you know david used to always say that and they, they both and i don't I, you know i don't use i'm not using the word ego in a pejorative sense but but both rollins and and eiler both really personify a bigger than life figure on the tenor and and the projection of that um that figure and and that to to project that, you had to really understand the sound, the sound qualities of the instrument, what it's capable of, and you had to be really wedded to it in your innermost being, and both of them are. So they can be completely different type of players, but they both can um, generate a massive space-time um, from their being and their being as it intersects with the tenor sax, um they both have an intense understanding of that. So and they both um have a very free flowing sense of just position of, of musical gestures. Um you know, on one level, I, I mean, as great a bot post bot player as Sonny Rollins is, he's just just opposing ideas. I mean he's just I mean he's just playing, you know. I mean he knows a lot about music and chord changes obviously but but his his mind is is of a somebody searching to um put musical things together how however they come up in, in the moment I mean he's a very um, he, he's a, he he can be a, a very open player of sorts, and I, when I say open, I don't mean free jazz. I mean j- just r- r- really in the moment, and 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 really pushing, always trying to push beyond something. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if you see him live ten nights that he's always trying, but but that's his general persona. So um, they they share that, you know, albeit the product is a lot different.
0: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, they share a lot. Right you know they'll both reach into the great american songbook uh well, well more uh, in uh, terms of the great american tradition right right then well, uh you know well
3: where or, or, well where eiler fashions folk tunes that might sound familiar but they're actually his melodies but but they're they they sound like they could yeah. be a,
0: a folk song from some but
3: he'll also quote
0: yeah and he and, quotes which, and right. Sonny does not everybody right. does but he's uh yeah, there's a, there's a lot there. There's so much there. You're listening to Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. So happy to be in the studio with Matthew Shipp. His new album, The Intrinsic Nature of Ship, S-H-I-P-P, Matthew Ship, And he's performing this Saturday here in New York City, October 14th. This is the year 2023. Yes, it is. Uh, part of the Progressive Chamber Music Festival, the Greenwich House School of Music on Barrow Street. Did you know that... Jackson Pollock was once the janitor at the Greenwich House School of Music. No, I did not know it's that. True. It's <laughs> okay. true. It, it's a great room. Isn't that a great room? Yeah, it must be yeah. a great place to play. Yeah, it is. I played there a few
3: times before, I, but I did not know that fact. That is a... But it, it, it makes sense as a New York story. It definitely makes right?
0: sense. That was his, you know, how yeah. to, to have a day kick when he was... Right. Coming up with his concept. Uh, so, so I've been told. Somebody
3: has to afford the alcohol.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, it's so, one of those, It's uh, if it's not true, by golly, it should be. But yeah. I, that's what I've been told anyway. But uh, so you're there on Saturday. And uh, let me just sidebar for a moment and ask you about this album, The Intrinsic Nature of Ship. I like that title. Is that your title? Yes. And... What's distinctive about this recording? What's what's? Well, first of all,
3: I like to think what's distinctive about it is that I'm distinctive. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I like to think that so. Um, um, I, I think I I think I'm really have aged well. I'm I'm a senior citizen now. How about that? Yeah, um, and um, I haven't.
0: St- Stop. still a boisterous kid in my eyes but, okay you know. to a lot of people yeah <laughs> I, I
3: I haven't stopped looking for that 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 secret chord uh, that mm. uh, that secret phrase you know that I'm still I so I, I I think I've kept growing over the years is what I'm trying to say oh yeah and um I think I've, I'm in a really good um phase right now so I think it's some of my best playing. I'm not. I mean, some of the reviews think it is too. So, um, I, I think it's who I am today. My my intrinsic nature, and I am um kind of an actually an elder statesman of sorts. How about of, that? I mean, about I just that? remember being a kid in the cl- <laughs> hanging out in clubs. I, 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 and speaking of a kid hanging out in clubs, I want to back up to something I like said yeah, earlier. Yeah. When I, we, because we mentioned John Michel Basquiat and I was talking about seeing him out at the clubs. And I mentioned that even though I talked to him, I was more friends with his drug dealer. The guy I was friends with who was deceased, I, I don't want to denigrate him. And I, I actually, I never saw a deal go down. Okay. So okay. I, I just want to say that my friend actually did work um, as a bodyguard for John Michelle at some point. Whether he was his drug dealer or not, I'm not exactly sure. I do know my friend did deal <laughs> that, I know okay. and, I, and I know he um, yeah, but, but I, I actually never saw a, a deal go down. you know.
0: I, I, well, you, did, you didn't mention any names or anything. Uh, I don't yeah, I know I, just, so I, I,
3: I, I really was close to this guy, and I just kind of, when I think I was I felt bad because he was a character. He's, he's, yeah. in, he's in some movies. He's actually kind of a, a known minor movie star. Hmm. And um, he, he was a real known figure in the Lower East Side in the eighties. He died in, in early two thousand two thousand one, I think. And I used to hang out with him, and he was a bizarre, uh, a character, but he could be. I, he was I, very smart and very charming.
0: I have a feeling I might know who you're talking about, to, but I'm not going to say. Oh, well, when we get off the air, you can <laughs> okay. ask me. You probably do know who <laughs> I'm talking about,
3: but he sure. he was very close to John Michelle. I was more just around and in the clubs, you know, and so I, I so I, when I, I just don't want to put that label on, no, no, on no. my friend because no. I'm not exactly sure how, yeah. You
0: know. Well, you know, I, I, okay. I don't. I think you're on very safe ground. Certainly now, <laughs> having said what you just said, but um, I, I still have so many questions. I want to read a quote to you from one of the great minds of our age. And here, if you have a response to this controversial statement, uh, it was from July 13th of uh, actually three years ago, 2020. Happy birthday to the great Albert Eiler. When it comes to the music, I consider him angelic. At some point, I'll go into depth about what he means to me. He really was inspired by the Holy Ghost. He is a phenomenon that the jazz schools will never be able to figure out.
3: Oh, that's a Facebook post of mine. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is. It is. Not only that, <laughs> busted. Uh, that actually, that quote was what inspired me to put this show together tonight. And I, I lied a little bit earlier. Um, I said how oh, I invite the guest and the guest chooses the topic. Tonight, this is the first time ever, the first episode of Deep Focus. been doing this format for about 15 years. Uh, I violated that. I uh, was generously given this wonderful four CD set of the Fondation Mag recordings of Albert Eiler by the folks, um, Elemental, uh, the Elemental Label, who put this out. And I said, okay, I'm going to, I mean, I, there's no shortage of people I know who admire Albert Eiler, as I do. Mm. But when I saw that quote from you, I had a feeling this was going to work. Uh. Okay. and uh so i got in touch with you and invited you to do this but um yeah maybe you can push into that a little bit if well you the like. jazz
3: schools will now i mean he's you know i mean uh, like wayne shorter the great wayne shorter you know just passed away recently and um his methodology and um ways of being are just a lot more easily digestible to kind of a jazz pedagogy than some like eiler eiler will never they'll never figure it out um and it's sort of designed that way. Not that Albert was calculated, because he's completely uncalculated. But, but it, it just is. It comes from a different, completely different mindset, and the and the mind that the mind behind the mind that put it together. It's just done in a way where it just completely evades like the Western. Um, pedagogical system. It just, it is, for it to really, uh, to be, okay, if you're influenced by Albert, you really have to go your own way. Um, Because all the great tenors that, like the Charles Gales of the world, the David S. Wears, they did not try to emulate Eiler at all. They, They kind of developed their own music that was based on kind of hold a whole different parameters um i i i guess if if somebody who's completely doesn't know anything about this music and didn't hear it if they would have heard charles gale in a trio it might trigger albert isler to them but if you really know this music you know charles was on to something else completely different um
0: well let me broaden that question a little bit not to cut you off if i was you were in the middle of a stream. But I actually do need to do a quick station ID. Hard to believe it's been an hour since we did the last one. It seems like five minutes ago. But you're listening to WKCR FM New York, WKCR HD, maybe WKCR.org. That's our address on the web. You could send that to your friends if you're, oh, maybe you're a New Yorker. You listen to us on 89.9 FM and you're saying, man, I wish my friends could hear what I'm listening to. They can. We're on the web, WKCR.org. And this show, anyone can listen to that's online uh, because there's a podcast that is free and easy. You can subscribe right now on your phone. Take your favorite podcasting app and search for Deep Focus, and you will see us. And all these shows go up advertisement-free, never a handout or nothing. It's totally... Educational thing we're giving away. And I would love to have you join us for that. And I'm going to give you another address. If you want to search for, maybe you want to find um, uh, William Parker, who my guest Matthew Shipp knows well. He was here doing a show about Don Cherry. Uh, Or maybe you want to find uh, when Vernon Reed was here, we were playing the music of Carlos Santana, or any of the other dozens and dozens and dozens of other great shows go to go to my personal website which is mitchgoldman.com pull down the about deep focus tab and uh you'll find a little google search bar just plug in any name of any guest any topic and it'll all come up and uh just want you to share and enjoy the show as much as you like so enough Uh, about that yeah
3: yeah i wanted to say further about that like um, with the jazz, when I say, you know, Isler's always going to elude the schools, I've run into people that are big Coltrane fans um, that that hate Albert Isler. I I I, I could name a, a famous sax player that um, does, I don't know if hate's the right word, but they don't like it. You know, I, I've run into that. And um, Coltrane with, you know, I mean, he's, he, he's, Coltrane is easier to unless somebody just hears Otler's music and just gets drawn in by the vibration of it or the music um, to people that kind of get indoctrinated into any of the jazz ways of being you know, Coltrane's a much more palatable figure even if they don't like late train just because he played with Miles Davis and be, you know,
0: because well even, even Ornette is and Ornette I think right. is studied in uh, pursued in those kind of institutions, but um, uh. <laughs> well, maybe not to the extent that he should, be. right? But uh, you know, or Wayne, they're gonna well,
3: Wayne, Wayne's definitely a part.
0: I mean, a major yeah. part of the jazz educational construct. But I bet there's some Wayne they talk about more than other Wayne.
3: <laughs> yeah, but but he's still, I mean, yeah. part and parcel. of of, of that construct, whereas Albert Ayler is completely outside.
0: I'm not saying there's not a there's probably a course somewhere, you know. Yeah. But well, well let me let me uh, turn that around on you. What about the esteem in which he is held in the scene that you are part of? One of the scenes that you are part of, and we could even if you would talk about that as uh, what's become of that Lower East Side improvisational music scene. And it, can is that something you could talk about? Do you think is he? Well, held he's them? a founding
3: father. <laughs> he's like that's. I mean, it goes past esteem. He's he's a founding father of a one of the founding fathers of a certain thing, and he's part of the foundation of it. And um, um, yeah. I mean, that's he's part and parcel of the whole thing. So that's that. You know. <laughs> yeah,
0: I I think that should not go unsaid. Right. right and out of right. this three hour program, I think that needs that stamp needs to be
3: right. Right. Um, as far as Ornette uh, being institutional, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think <laughs> this is. I think you know, if you want to look at like when's the point that you can say that like you're institutionalize or or accept it but now i i think if i'm not correct i if i could be wrong but i if i remember correctly didn't jazz at lincoln center do something so um i don't remember the albert dollar tribute up there
0: i yeah yeah i think
3: (laughs) and not that anybody care i mean who cares what (laughs) jazz at lincoln center does you know i mean really like none of these people need their um you don't need their approval. Who are they? They're nothing. I mean, you know, to, like they don't give their approval to, to people that actually transform history and and whose vibration actually transformed the world. Nobody's sitting around waiting for you know the Lincoln Jazz at Lincoln Center to say, "Okay, you're all right." You know, we give you approval. But I'm just my my point is that we were trying to say, like, when it, when are you? you know is Ornette accepted on an institutional level Um, I I don't know I mean I I, I, you know I I know they did attribute to him so that means on some level you know it's (laughs) he's more but
0: yeah um, I think that's as much as I was saying and I think his uh, yeah I mean his his first few albums at least where the music has been kind of somewhat digested right right some, <laughs> some, well some i mean corridors. that's, just, that's just interesting because
3: <laughs> you know if, if the world hasn't caught up to something stuff that was done in 61 or 62 or 63 <laughs> yeah. like this is 2023 right and We're counting right? Yep. yeah yep, yeah yeah yep. so uh, i guess the world moves slow <laughs> yeah uh, which you know which is interesting because like these guys they did what they did because they had to There, you know there they, they was something inside of them that just had to come out
0: and um, but like
3: you know you, you, pay, you pay a heavy price yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: I mean you know that's also it's funny um, you know there's that whole another you were talking about uh, Albert Eiler being recognized admired in certain circles I think part of it also there's the you know romanticized you know la bohème idea of the you know um overlooked disregarded genius crying out to the heavens and sending his music up as a prayer uh his or hers and you know and dying young i yeah. mean um I don't think that really shines any light on his gifts. Right. But um, I think that part of the story also is compelling for some people. Um, Well, I think
3: the Eiler story is is a complete enigma. You know, there's there's, like the Coltrane story is kind of more understandable and digestible. But Eiler, in some ways, doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I mean, it does. The music makes sense if you like it and... But the whole story, um, it, it almost is like he is sort of an alien, like those UFO dreams he had. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, you know. And, and again, as I said earlier, all the components are obvious and and very earthy. But but the way the whole story, the whole story with the music, because the music is a piece of the story. I, I mean, a major piece <laughs> of the story. The whole thing doesn't fall within the realm of of any kind of um
0: conventional narrative yeah yeah. conventional narrative and yeah
3: and 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 that's how it kind of
0: really eludes
3: the academy as i said in in that quote
0: yeah that's one of many things for sure well we i hold in my hands this document that we are exploring tonight the show's called deep focus matthew ship is with me i'm your host mitch goldman and we somehow The the skies aligned in such a way that in the moments, and when I say moments, it's just a few months before his inexplicable death, Albert Eiler did this magnificent singular set of performances in the south of France at this Fondation MagMag, M-A-E-G-H-T, Um. And we talked earlier about the 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 imprimatur that it put on him that he was profoundly honored um as an artist in this presentation, and it was documented and we have it only now very recently in the last year or so that it's been assembled and released in the form it should have taken then it was July of nineteen seventy and this Box set, Albert Eiler Revelations on the Elemental label. And thank you for providing this set of discs for us to play tonight. Uh, once again, I'm going to tell you it's Albert Eiler playing tenor and soprano, saxophones, and vocals. Mary Parks, a.k.a. Mary Maria, soprano, saxophone, and vocals. Cal Cobbs, our pianist. And Steve Tintweiss on the bass. Alan Blairman on the drums. Cal Cobbs joined us for the second of two nights and that's what we've been listening to. And Matthew Ship, I um, something I meant to ask you, I didn't when we were talking about your new album that is just uh, being released, The Intrinsic Nature of Ship. Two part question What's the best way for listeners to keep track of what you're doing? And more specifically, where can they buy this and all the many, many other wonderful recordings that you've made?
3: Right. Well, the best way to keep track of me is to look at my Facebook
0: page. I'm at the limit of friends, but
3: the public, everybody can see it. And, you know, you can even post.
0: Is that the title of your next album, I'm at the limit of friends? <laughs> <laughs> Facebook only allows 5,000. Oh, only 5,000. Hey. This is a very widely admired guest. Well, no, I mean, I'm a public <laughs>
3: figure, so, you know, that... That that's been around the planet for a little while. You get to know a lot of people, yeah. You know. so, Michelle
0: Baskett, et cetera.
3: <laughs> but um, look at my Facebook page, which I go by Matt M A T T. I might just use the abbreviated part of my first name. That and that's the best way to you know because my website is down. My webmaster she died and she had all the parts to my, so I just let it um, dissipate. Um, The best place to buy CDs, well, if you have a nice record store Mm -hmm. in your town, the best place is to go and support the record store.
0: Yes. And, you know,
3: so, I mean, you know, that's the best. Here in New York, we have Downtown Music Academy, you know, a few places. And uh, there's a few places in Brooklyn that I actually don't know because I don't go record shopping in Brooklyn. I stay in Manhattan. (laughs) But um, that's the best. But if you can't do that, Bandcamp has all my CDs. Pretty much most of them are on Amazon or Bandcamp. Forced Exposure has a lot. Um, well, you could order directly from the labels. I know um, ESP, you can order either directly from Forced Exposure or Bandcamp or Amazon. I think you can order from ESP's website, too. I'm not sure about that. Um Stuff on Dow Forms, which is a label I recorded for. You can re- order from the AOM Fidelity website. I'm on Malacala Records now. I do not know if you can order directly from his website. I actually never asked him, <laughs> but Bandcamp, you can get it at Amazon. And I also record for the French label Rogue Art, which you can order. Squidco is another place. There's a place called Squidco that has all the music, and they're great. Um, so there's. Um, if people say that, you know, you can't find CDs, that's not true. If you want to find them, you can. You know, they're out there. And and there's some great places online to order them. But if you have a really good record store in your neighborhood, please support these people that run the record stores. Love the music and they are, they, you know, it's they put a lot of energy, effort, hard work to keep it going in an era where we need record stores and and please support them
0: yes 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 that gets the thumbs up from deep focus at least wkcr as well I'm sure and it is deep focus and uh, I think we need to go back to that the first one beautiful oh uh, as you like uh direct us but I was just gonna say back to the Fondation Ma.
3: Yes, let's go, let's go back there.
0: You want, you want to leave, leave Cal <laughs> Cobb sitting I need, at the I need, uh, airport I need some. I need some,
3: uh, I need some Isler
0: All right, all right. <laughs> well, we did take that little dip into the pool with uh, Cal Cobb's of, um, and that's and that's Matthew Ship, pianist talking. No,
3: yeah. no, no. I, uh, <laughs> it, it has. It's very charming. I, I I I, 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 I do want to hear someday. I got to hear the stuff he did with Cecil.
0: Just. To hear it, well, we'll. Uh, we... And I
3: know KCR has it in there. They, they had. They used to play every year. They used to play, unless I'm like I'm. I am having some senior moments. So maybe
0: I'm going to take you into the archives. Uh, it, it really is. There really is. Uh, oh, I've and... been. I've been in the archives. Oh, okay. Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: I know how deep the collection. You have stuff here that nobody in the world has.
0: That's literally true. Yeah. absolutely. All right, we're going back to the Fondation Mag. We're going back to the first night. And that was uh, July 27th of 1970. And this is Fondation Mag, this magnificent, uh, I think I called it in my Facebook post, um, a shrine to modernity, to, to modernism, right. which it really kind of was. I told you I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah nineteen sixty seven and i my young mind I still remember the impression this place made on me this uh beautiful um, sculpture garden I remember they had lights embedded in the grass in the ground I would never seen that before right that was like magical but but the sculptures i can still kind of see i won't talk about that too much but um yeah this was this really was one of those very special places in the european art scene and it had thoroughly embraced albert Eiler for this performance steep focus music from albert Eiler on wkcr We'll be right back. back. Part two of Deep Focus from October 9th, 2023, Matthew Shipp with me on the subject of Albert Eiler. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman, and I want to thank everybody who has followed us and liked us up and given us five stars and coming along with us on Apple Music or Podbean or Google or wherever you find us, like John in Rochester, I see you, and thanks for your comments and everything. Greg in the Bronx, everybody who's been following us, if you've not already done so, please do join us. Follow, subscribe. It will help other people find us, too. We really appreciate that. Okay, I will see you over at part three.